Sapiens, this is Chance Gilliam welcoming you to the Chance by Chance podcast. This is a resource for young creators like myself in art and business to both learn and share information, helping each other along as we navigate the professional field. It's winter, everybody. It is winter. It goes without saying for those of you in the northern reaches of our hemisphere. It was snowing earlier today. And, uh, yeah, it's to be expected this time of year. But it's always a little jarring for me. Uh, winter affects me in a particular way. I wouldn't quite mark it up to seasonal depression, a term that I hear more and more often, really. Uh, and there, there are ways to, to deal with that. If you are one from that camp, uh, yeah, even just a, a good Google search. I know that Bulletproof, the company that I was doing some contracting for out in California, um, they have a great blog post on dealing with seasonal depression and some practical steps you can take to avoid it. Uh, but again, for me, I, I wouldn't say it even goes that far. Uh, it's just a little, a little hard to deal with the transition of seasons, the changing of seasons. Uh, and so thinking this through for myself deciding to share it with you in this introduction for whatever reason, just uh, keying you in on what's going on in my life. I will reiterate something that I've heard. This is not an original idea, but it, but it's one that I agree with. Uh, winter is a time for reflection. It's somber. It is sober. Uh, for instance, it's easy to be drunk on life during the summer when you're out roaming the streets with your friends, meeting new people at any hour of the day or night, but it's a little harder to do that sort of thing in winter. The cold air alone, it really, uh, cuts, it cuts to the bone. <laughs> it feels like it can, um, but I, I think winter is revealing because it, it drives us inside for large swaths of our day. And what are you going to do inside? I'm going to meditate. I'm going to read. And I'm going to write. One, two, three, bada bing, bada boom. That's the plan. And I'm going to get outside still as much as I'm able to. But uh, just being prepared this year... Winter caught me off guard through most of high school, and, uh, well, the past couple of years, I've, I've flocked south as an, uh, a young snowbird down in Florida. I, I will still be doing that in December for at least a couple of weeks, um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to, uh, prepare myself for winter to stay healthy and happy, uh, I guess just sharing this little PSA so you can, you can do the same. And let's talk. If you've got any particular feelings about winter, uh, there are a number of ways to reach me. I'll get to that in just a moment. First, I do want to say thank you for those who have made contributions to the project in in the last week, specifically. A couple of donations were remarkably generous, and I thanked those benefactors personally, but it feels right to do it again here. You know who you are. Thank you for the support. It really goes such a long way, uh, as the more tech-savvy we'll hear in some of these audio recordings. I am uh, in the market for some new equipment, uh, and, and those uh, those contributions really are going to go a long way in, in bringing forth the next era of Chance by Chance. 
There is an email newsletter you can sign up for at chancebychance.com. I've really come to favor it as my primary means of communication with you. I use a service called MailChimp, and that allows a great freedom in creativity that social media does not necessarily. For instance, I can format the email to include a variety of information with no character limit, first of all, uh, but information that's writing, uh, links, images, videos, audio, and I can embed these all directly in the email, which is a lot better than, you know, trying to direct people link in bio, so on and so forth, as I would on social media. And whether you read the email or not, whether you even open it or not, there's usually one a week, I can at least ensure that the information is being delivered to you. By contrast, Social media feeds often get so polluted with information that you may never see a message I put out uh, talking about a, a post or a status. There are these elements of time and virality that I feel happiest ignoring, personally. Uh, so you can take a gamble with Instagram, seeing that I hardly use Facebook these days. Or you can sign up for the email newsletter. And, uh, and get even more information than you would have otherwise. Chancebychance.com And if you're looking to get in touch, just replying to me via that email newsletter, uh, that's the best way to do it. Today's episode is with Josie Lumen. She creates music under the name Joe's, J-O-Z. Notably, uh, Elfine, along with Wolfchild, they worked on that track together. And the music video was made by Mike Coda was on the podcast last week. So that was our point of connection. This conversation took place in Chicago, where Josie studies film at Columbia. We talk about her outlook on education and the contemplation of leaving school. We talk about music, of course. Josie has a self-produced release on its way toward the end of November, and a corresponding show at 7th Street Entry in early January. Links to her profiles are listed in the show notes of this episode, so you can keep an eye out for developments there. For now, though, please enjoy my conversation with the one and only Joes. Josie, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Tell me, first things first, how you ended up at this uh, amazing spot in Chicago. Um, I always... I, well, last year I was in the loop, so... Everyone went to Wicker for, um, like, the coolest coffee shops. You know, it's like the mm-hmm. hipster, quote-unquote, like, area around here. And so, just over the summer, we were looking for so many places, um, me and my roommates. And this just happened to be the best price, the best location, like, near school-wise. Not too far from the Blue Line, the, which goes right down the loop. So, yeah, I, and I, I like Wicker a lot. Like, there's everything I need right around here. There's high-end fashion, too, that I can't afford, but it's like I, <laughs> <laughs> I like it anyway, so... You can look. Yes, can exactly. Look. It's inspiring. And it's surrounded by all these, like, modern, beautiful houses, so it's just, like, kind of... It's inspiring <laughs> to, like, live here and be surrounded by that kind of style because that's what I want for my future, so... <laughs> yeah. How would you define the culture in Chicago based on your impression of it? Um, I don't, I really don't think there's one culture because I've met so many different people because a lot of, it's like Chicago's like this hub that people come from the suburbs of Chicago. People come from 
um, New York, people come from a lot of in the Midwest, obviously, and then also California and everything. And so it's just kind of this, it's like a hub of a lot of cultures, I would say. Because there's so many different people, like how they act. Like if you're from Chicago, you're going to act like you're from Chicago. And it's mm-hmm. going to be so different than like someone like me from Minnesota. Um, but I'd say it's just, people are really nice. Like I like to describe Chicago as probably like the Midwest feel of New York, mm-hmm. NYC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you spent time out there, New York? I've been there like a couple times. Not, I mean, I didn't, I didn't fall in love with it there as much as I did here because, like, I think it's, I think it's great out there, but it's just, it feels more real here. Hmm. Yeah. And what attracted you to Columbia for school? Um, I had friends a year above me that went there, and also, um, I knew it was just art-centered, and I, I googled, like, best film schools, and... A couple websites said, you know, either top 20s in the States and or like top 50 in the world, blah, blah, blah. So I was just like, and I wanted to go into film. So I was like that. Yeah, I'll just go to Columbia. Mm. It's easy to get into, you know, and I, I wasn't going to be worried about it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you said before we started recording, this may potentially be your last semester. Yeah. Talk me through your thought process on that sure. on that topic. Sure. Um. It's like it's come up so much throughout this year. Like last year, um, I never thought about whether I was gonna like graduate from Columbia or not because people told me um, people drop out all the time of Columbia. It has a huge. <laughs> I should not be like shit talking Columbia like this, but um, <laughs> um, no, it's. I just like thought since I, last year I was heavily into film and I was making projects all the time, and then over the summer while I was recording my new, like, EP that's going to be coming out, I just, like, felt so much more drawn to music and how I'm not studying music at Columbia. Could I study music at Columbia? Yes. But do I want to be spending money, like, at school, sitting in a classroom, being taught, like, by teachers who, like, don't actually care that much? That No, I don't, and I don't want to be wasting my money doing things that I can just do in my bedroom, you know, I can just, like, make my music on my laptop, like, record in my own room, it's just, like, it's that easy, and plus, I think where I want to go is about connections, and Columbia did offer me a great amount of, like, connections, that's how I've performed in venues here, it's, like, I've met those people through Columbia, but it's just like the main thing is I think is I don't want to be spending money right now. The money I don't have, the money that in the future I want to be like the I don't want to be spending ta- like taxes and I don't know. I think it's a lot about money. To be honest, yeah, that's probably it. And it's like it just feels like a waste of time and not like wanting to be fully present in a classroom. Then why should I be in the classroom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what's the alternative? Uh, you talked about building connections. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea if you left school, would you stay in Chicago or look for connections elsewhere? Yeah, I'm uh, definitely going to be here um, in Chicago until September because I signed a 13-month lease. <laughs> so there's no way I'm leaving. So I'll be here in Chicago until um, next fall. And then 
I kind of decided actually last night that I would just stay another year in Chicago. Mm. Um, the I could move back home easily and back to Minnesota and live there and prosper there as well for a year or so, you know, save money. That's always an option. But I feel so already connected to Chicago and that like this is where I need to be right now. Mm. So, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to stay here at least another year after this one. Okay. Yeah. And thinking long term, mm-hmm. uh, music you've stated as your passion. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the vision? Long term. Yeah, I mean if you could do anything. <laughs> anything. Um I definitely I definitely want to be um I find I just I think of like artists like um Georgia Smith and how she kind of started out as a featured artist and with Drake and like nobody really knew about her I didn't know about her until she was on Drake's new album and then she has her own music and then I fell in love with that but people don't really do you know Georgia Smith no see it's like yeah but she's you know she's um a part of like she's like working with artists um like Beyonce even recognized her and everything Mm -hmm. like it's really exciting and like even SZA I find a lot of inspiration like that but where I see myself is I it's kind of weird because like it's I should be visualizing where I want to be and at points I do but I think I just want to I just think about then what I'm doing right now a lot more is just making finding my sound finding my aesthetic and then watching it build, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah. I like Kali Uchis a lot, too. I like those artists. Like, I see myself working with... Um, I see myself working with a lot of artists. And I don't care about being, like, known as much by, like, your mom. Like, oh, yeah, your mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> my mom knows. And Beyonce, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, I know. Like, you know, or, like, your neighbor. Oh, I've heard of that artist. No, I just... I care about being known, like... And my music being known in um, in the industry, in in the um, in just like music groups that I really respect, like mm-hmm. them to know my name. I don't care about anyone else on the street knowing my name. Like, yeah. Yeah, if people in the industry know you, that leads to collaboration. Exactly. That opens up the and opportunity. Yeah, exactly. How did uh, music and film, for that matter, make mm-hmm. their way into your life? Like, how far back does that trace? Um, I think, I think music was probably, music was always like a part of my life, um, but not recognized, I didn't recognize that until later, and then I would say film kind of was like a build of a lot of different things, so I would say film, I, cause I started out wanting to be an actress, like for the longest time, I just, because my dad did musical theater in high school, so I just, like, kind of thought maybe that was what I needed to do. And so, and I would watch movies all the time, and I was like, I just want to be an actress. Like, and I just need to start in theater to act, and then I get to be on, on screen acting, and then and then I would be an actress, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. I had that dream for a really long time. And then getting into, like, because I, I did theater, first and then I got an agent and then I started going to on-screen auditions taking on-screen um on-camera acting classes and just putting a lot of money and like 
energy and thought into acting and I, I got maybe I got one commercial got paid $800 to be on set for a day I was like yep that's it I don't want to do this anymore because I learned that like I don't like the I don't like the um, acting field as much but then that taught me that I liked being behind the camera mm -hmm. and like I liked film enough to like create film but not star in it so I think if I weren't have tried to be an actress and I wouldn't have known that I wanted to be in film. And then with music, sorry, I'm talking a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. That's, <laughs> that's the point. True. Go for it. <laughs> um, with music, um, my I grew up just surrounded by um, my dad playing a lot of '80s electronic music, a lot of rock. Okay. I had listened to Queen all the time. And then also bands like OMD and, um, dude, dude, there's some other ones. OMD, uh, Boys Don't Cry, I think that was another one, The Cure. Um, just a lot of weird electronic stuff with synths. I loved synths and I still do in ambient music. I just grew up around it and it felt, um, it just felt, it was felt great like I liked listening to it and so then I that didn't really like come to my mind until last year that I, that was my inspiration for the type of music I make but singing I've always was singing I was always singing like I would record myself singing on like the little photo booth app um <laughs> and so I could listen to myself and then GarageBand came around and then I started just recording on that um in like middle school and whatever um, but yeah, I think I've just been surrounded by music from my dad just playing all that style, like different weird music that it's just inspired me. Um, so that's how it's been in my life, I guess, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I know you through uh, the Elfine crew, like first and foremost, Mike, because good luck finding I already started playing out a lot. You know about a year ago um mm -hmm. and i was kind of involved in that circle of people uh and i'm a huge fan of the elfine video can you tell me about your experience <laughs> first recording the song and then also the filming process yeah it's so funny because it's like it's weird to even think of it as a process because it was just like one night cho and i were hanging out and eating pizza literally like on her bed or something like that <laughs> and and she was like, I have some lyrics, I have some lyrics, and I want to sing to a song, and I want you to sing with me, and um, we, let's find a beat. So she has all these beats lined up and everything, she shows me them, and like, they're like, <laughs> they're like named Tyler, the creator, Cali Uchi's type beats, that's like the name of the video, um, of the link that we like were listening to, so, to sing to. Um, and it was like, we just started singing, or she had this melody already a little bit, and then we just kind of built it on, built onto that, and I did the harmonies with it, and we're just like, cool. We just were like, awesome, this is, so we have a whole song, cool, we're fine with that, and that was in one night, and then literally the <laughs> next, <laughs> the next day, we hit up one of our friends, two of our friends who go to, um, what's that school, that's a music school in St. Paul. Are you talking about uh, McNally Smith? Yes. Yeah. We they they go there, so they had access to the studio rooms there. Hey, all right. Yeah, and so we we're just like the next day, or it was like the day after. I don't even know, 
but we were just like, hey, can we just record this? So we go, um, we meet up with them, and we take about two hours in the studio, and we're just like fucking around. As you can hear, like in the beginning, like Cho going, rah, 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 yeah. rah, and then at the end, you know, with the little lines that she had, we're just like laughing, and it took about two and a half hours. And it was just so easy. Mm. It was so easy because it was just like Cho did her take, I did my take. Like we did our both of our takes. Blah blah blah. Layered it, um, and our friend mixed it, and everything sent it to us. And we just had the file. And so it was that was like the two day process of the song making. And then <laughs> it's just like really funny because then because it's. And we were like, let's have a music video because I was about to leave for Chicago like within the next two weeks or something. It's like, why not? Why not just make this music video? And so, and obviously we're gonna go to our best friend Mike. Like she's already in. She already does film. She already knows knows what she's doing. She has the equipment and the great lenses and everything and just the artistic view that we want. Like we all know what types of things we want to look like we want um things to look just dope and we all have that same idea and we all collab so well and can communicate so well about it so it was just like a no-brainer that we're gonna go to our trifecta for this like <laughs> it's so great and so um yeah we just spent a day filming around minneapolis and st paul um you know, I brought my little boombox speaker around. We're just listening to the song, like, and Mike's like on her fucking skateboard, you know, because she had a she had a what's a stabilizer with her, but it, I think it ran out of battery at one point, and so she had to use her skateboard <laughs> and just like her camera in her hands, and that was really creative, <laughs> innovative. Um, but it was just a fun day of filming, and then afterwards we just hung out and everything. Um, yeah, it was just three friends like making a project, and it all happened within, I want to say, the span of five days. And then Mike spent a hell of a lot of time editing it and making sure it was perfect, and she just created this beautiful picture to it. Who like my uncle even messaged me about it and said it was an amazing music video. I was like. Yes, it's my best friend, Mike. She did it all, and she, it was just, it's, I don't know, it's a proud moment for our friendships, like our friendships that we have done that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew the video happened pretty quickly. I mean, yeah, you guys hit up Mike like the day before you recorded and then took out oh, on yeah. Monday, but I had no idea that the song went that quickly, too. Oh, yeah, the song was like really quick. That was really quick. You guys can be <laughs> rolling out the hits like once a week. I know. <laughs> I know. At that place. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's just like, they're, my, Mike's in LA, I'm in Chicago, Cho's in like, Minnesota, so it's like, we, we had that project, that great first project, and it did very, very well, I think. And so, it's just exciting when the three of us get back together next time to see, you know, what, what we're going to make. Hmm. Yeah. And tell me about this. I think you said EP that you're recording. Mm -hmm. Is this all you? Mm -hmm. Recording, producing, everything? Mm -hmm. Wow. Everything. Yeah. You have a title picked out? I don't. And I need to because I just sent it to um, 
someone to get it professionally mastered because I can do everything else. I can mix it, produce it, blah, blah, blah. But mastering, you need like certain um, softwares and certain like um, stereos to do that. So I'm getting a master right now and he, and he responded with like, okay, um, you know, I have all the songs done. I just need the name of the EP, the name of the songs, like the everything, the official, everything officially um, titled. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. What? I have no this idea. Is the last thing. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I don't know um, what I'm going to name it. I still need to think about that. I have like, I have the songs named like quickly. I quickly named them mm-hmm. like right after I like recorded them. I was just like, you know, when you make a song and you're just like, to save it, it says save as, you can just type something in really fast. Like I have one of them named Goat and it has nothing to do with goats. Like there's no mention of goats or anything, but the title is Goat. Awesome. So yeah, I don't know what I'm going to name it. I have to think about that. What's the time frame for release? Um, and end of, I think November, end of November, like November 22nd or something. I don't know. Um, I'm going to release a single off of it called Parties. And that's probably, um, the, I, the people I've showed it to, that's their favorite. One of their favorites is Parties. Um, so I think that's just what I'm going to release first. And then the rest of the EP I'm going to release, um, like, middle of December. Because then there's, um, I have a show with Good Luck Finding Iris and Cho and another artist um, on January 4th. So to release the AEP right before that, have people listen to it, and then I perform it, you know, a couple weeks later. So Sounds like a fun be, Yeah. You know where the show's going to be? Yeah. Um, Patrick actually just told me. I'm trying to think about it. Um, <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I knew it was about to be at Skyway, and then that didn't happen, but now it's at a different venue. Okay. Still a good venue, I'm pretty sure. Oh, 7th Street. Oh, great venue. Okay, yeah. yeah. Great venue. Yeah. Took me a while, but yeah. And for people looking to uh, stay tuned with the release and also the, the upcoming show, do you have any place you want to send them online? Uh, yeah, I would say my SoundCloud mm-hmm. is the... Um, my only platform of music. I am planning on releasing this EP on Spotify and um, any other uh, like music software, so or music platform for that. But yeah, I would say uh, my SoundCloud is J O Z L. Yeah, and it's also linked on my Instagram. Cool. I'll mm-hmm. link it up. Josie, thank, thank you for the time today. Thank you very much. All right. If you've been enjoying the Chance by Chance podcast please visit chancebychance.com and sign up for the email newsletter on the homepage. It's the best way to stay up to date with new podcasts, essays, videos, and information about me, Chance Gilliam, in my life as a nomad. If you'd like to offer further support to Chance by Chance, visit chancebychance.com forward slash support and choose from various ways to lend a hand in promoting the aims of this endeavor. Until next time, thank you for listening.